This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وأصلي وأسلم على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين All praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam And may the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be upon all his companions and all of us as well inshallah Honored ulama, beloved brothers and dearest listeners I had promised you last night that today I would go through Surah Al-Hujurat the chambers or the rooms. And this surah has been named after the rooms of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opens the verses of the surah by warning all the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam not to raise their voices above that of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And to respect him. To respect him and to understand his level. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also says those who disrespect Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam may just lose their deeds. They may just nullify their deeds without realizing may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of people at the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam who called him by his first name. And from outside his room, they called him shouting and screaming his name. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, those people have no intellect whatsoever. And Allah makes mention of this. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu la tarfa'u aswatakum fawqa sawtin nabiyyya. O you who believe, do not raise your voices above the voice of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It is reported that Umar ibn al-Khattab who had a habit of raising his voice thought that the address was to him directly where Allah says that those who do not raise or those who are not careful of their, the level of their voice may just lose their deeds and he began to weep thinking that Possibly I have lost all my deeds until he went to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and asked him and he was informed that no definitely your deeds are intact. In fact, Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu, who was so powerful in his iman, always thought that he was a hypocrite. That is how solid his iman was, because any small issue that he might have been involved in, he always asked himself, am I doing it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or am I doing it for any other reason? And for this reason, he always thought to himself, I wonder if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has accepted me as being from amongst the believers. Until one day, he was informed by Hudayfah ibn al-Yaman radiallahu anhu, that your name is not from amongst those hypocrites. And why Hudayfah radiallahu anhu? Because Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had informed Hudayfah radiallahu anhu, the names of the hypocrites that were enlisted and given to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah save us. So in in Surah Al-Hujurat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also has a very, very strong warning for all of us. Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu in jaa'a 
أنكم فاسقون بنبأ فتبينوا أن تصيبوا قوما بجهالة فتصبحوا على ما فعلتم نادمين أو يوهو بليف When anyone comes to you with the information of another, he is a sinner. Therefore, make sure that you authenticate. Today I have chosen the tafsir, which makes a person who comes with news of someone else to a third party a sinner. So, yes, some mufassirin say, O you who believe when a sinner comes to you. No, the correct translation of it is, O you who believe anyone who comes to you with news of other people is a sinner by the very nature of him having come to you with ghibah. Therefore, be careful. Do not believe it until and unless you have authenticated it. Otherwise, you may begin to attack others without sound knowledge and you will regret later on. Ultimately, on the day of Tiyamah, when all your good deeds happen to go to those whom you've been accusing, those whom you have spoken about and you did not verify. Even if it is true, it is forbidden to make the ghibah of a person. If it is untrue, it becomes namima. In fact, it becomes buhtan. Something which is a total lie. which is a far graver sin surah al-hujurat one of the first points or second points of social conduct of a muslim may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us strong the first one is to learn to respect rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and in turn the ulama some of the mufassirin have said when allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has asked us to respect the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam He requires that anyone who is, who is bearing the flag of the knowledge that Rasulullah ﷺ has left should also be respected. If they are not respected, it is a sign that such a person does not respect the bearer of the initial message. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all respect of the ulama. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from amongst those who can speak to the ulama in a correct manner. And may he bring us from amongst those, or may he make us from amongst those who bring the ulama together. At times what happens? People, through their stories and through what they fabricated and created, create tension between ulama who are otherwise united. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala unite the ulama of this ummah as well. So we need to be very careful of this. And in the same surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also warns us of fighting one another. And He says, if two believers are fighting one another, then we should make peace. between the two of them. And if they are refusing to make peace, then the one who is transgressing, the one who is wrong, the one who is refusing to make peace, tackle him. Tackle him until the two come to terms and until there is peace between them. Because ultimately the same surah says, إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ إِخْوَةٌ Definitely. The mu'mineen are all one brotherhood. So you should make sure that you make mens between two warring brothers if they happen to be warring. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us understanding. Also in Surah Al-Hujurat, in the same verses, Allah says subhanahu wa ta'ala that stand up for justice. إِنَّ اللَّهَ يُحِبُّ الْمُقْسِطِينَ Allah loves those who stand up for justice. What this means is when we are making peace, If a person wants to give up his right out of his own will, alhamdulillah, he will be rewarded. But if he does not want to give up his right, we who are making peace cannot force him to give up his right. We must know who is right and wrong. Then we must take the side of the one who is right. A lot of times when you ask people, they say, look, I am neutral. 
I am neither on this side nor on that side. That statement is a very hypocritical statement. You are allowed to be neutral before you know the story. Once you know both sides, you have to take the side of the one who is right. That is your Islamic duty. If you are not doing that, you are a hypocrite by nature. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save me and save all of us from hypocrisy. That is what is destroying the Muslim ummah. We side with people who are wrong. Or at times where we are needed to solve a problem, we excuse ourselves by saying, listen, I am neutral. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard us. Then Allah says, be careful of joking about one another. Be careful, do not scoff at one another. Do not defame one another. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, let the women folk also not scoff at one another. Why does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make mention of women in particular here? With no disrespect to the women folk, but at times they tend to speak more about one another. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard us. That one is tall, that one is short, that one is fat, that one is thin, that one has this type of eyes, that one looks like this, that one is pretty, that one is ugly. These statements are very dangerous and detrimental. And Allah warns the women, وَلَا نِسَاءٌ مِّن نِسَاءٍ عَسَىٰ أَن خَيْرًا let the females also not scoff and joke about one another. Lest the one they are speaking about be better and higher and closer to, the, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than those who are speaking. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, don't call each other bad names. Don't call each other names that are disliked by the owners or by the people who are being called. So if someone has a nickname who, and that nickname, they like it. There is no problem. I and mean, we hope that the meanings of these good nicknames are good. But at the same time, if someone has a nickname, whether it has a good meaning or bad, if that person dislikes that nickname, it becomes a major, major sin to refer to that person with that particular name. May Allah safeguard the Muslim ummah. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Do not doubt. Do not doubt one another. Because doubt definitely will lead to destruction. And a lot of it is untrue. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then says, don't spy and eavesdrop. Don't spy on one another and don't eavesdrop as well. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us again. Then he says, don't ever engage in riba. And once he says, don't engage in riba, he gives an example. He says, riba is like eating the flesh of a dead brother. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. If you think of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said here, it is so serious. One hadith says, Al-ghibatu ashaddu zina Ghiba is worse than committing zina. Because you are defaming a Muslim. You are speaking ill about a Muslim. Saying something in his or her absence. That if the person was there, they would have disliked it. Imagine, this is the type of bond we are meant to be having as a Muslim ummah. The question I am asking myself and yourselves. Do we really have this bond? Where are we going wrong? There is a chance that Surah Al-Hujurat, we are not reading it, we don't know about it, and if we do read it, we have never thought of it, we've never put it into practice, and we always point fingers at others. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, no, point fingers at yourself. And he ends by warning us about racism. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala strictly warns, and he gives us the reason why he has made different colors and tribes and clans. He says, 
in order for you to know one another in order for you to know one another and definitely the the highest in my eyes allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying is the one who is most conscious of allah whoever is most conscious of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala automatically becomes closer to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala take a look at bilal ibn rabah radhiyallahu anhu where rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came down from miraj and he told bilal ya bilal What is the deed that you do I heard your footsteps in Jannah the smile that was put on that man's face subhana rabbi al-a'la may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also put a smile on our faces on the day of qiyamah he was informed already that he is in Jannah may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us Jannah as well so Allah here is warning us regarding racism and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala issues a stern warning as i said surah al-hujurat the rooms the chambers this surah we need to understand it every single one of us needs to put it into practice on a daily basis we need to meditate solely to ask ourselves have we put surah al-hujurat in practice or not if we haven't we are a flop and we will fail and we will destroy and cause our own destruction and if we have inshallah right at the end allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says such people will achieve jannah May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant that to us. The next surah that we read last night was surah Qaf. And I am going to mention just one or two points from every surah, or a few more where I would feel that we have not spoken on that topic already. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the argument of the people of the time. And we've heard this argument in the Qur'an many times, where they've said, أَإِذَا مِتْنَا وَكُنَّا تُرَابًا ذَلِكَ رَجْعٌ بَعِيدٌ When we have died and we become dust one again, it is very far that we shall be resurrected. We can't believe that we are going to be resurrected again. So in Surah Qaf, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen to remind man starting from the very beginning of creation and remember when we created man allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying indeed we have created man from the first stages and allah says we are closer to man than he is to himself if allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to take us away we won't even feel that we are going away until the minute that we are being taken away if allah wills may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard us so he mentions the beginning of the creation the fact that he knows everything then he says we have placed an angel on either side of man writing everything that that man does the good is written on the right side the bad is written on the left side and allah says مَا يَلْفِظُ مِن قَوْلٍ إِلَّا لَدَيْهِ رَقِيبٌ عَتِيدٌ 
Man shall not utter a single word from his mouth except that there will be a person, or meaning there will be an angel writing exactly what was uttered by that man. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. The good news is whoever seeks forgiveness, even the angels are meant to are made to forget what the person has said or did. And even the books, the pages are deleted. The pages are clean once again. So therefore, don't lose hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The angels are made to forget what a person has done in terms of evil, if he or she has sought repentance. May Allah grant that to us. Then Allah says, regarding death, that the pangs of death, the condition of death shall meet every single person. And Allah says, at that moment, those who, were, who thought they would never be resurrected will be told. This is what you were fearing. This is what you were worried about. Now it has come to you. And every single one of us, we are convinced that we are going. The only problem is, have we prepared? Have we prepared for the day we are going? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make that easy for us as well. Then Allah speaks of how after death, then the trumpet shall be blown. And then every person shall be brought to the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with guards. Allah says, وَجَاءَتْ كُلُّ نَفْسٍ مَعَهَا Every person shall be driven with one angel. There will be one angel appointed to bring the person to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the court case, for the judgment, for the accounting. May Allah save us. Picture how worried we get when we have a court case in this dunya. And how we are worried about the shackles of the people who might imprison us. On that day Allah says, one angel will bring each person individually to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for reckoning. And there will be one angel who will be a witness to bear witness. Anything that person wants to deny, the angel will be there to witness. In fact, other verses say, even the organs of that particular person shall bear witness. Thereafter, there will be a jail sentence or... We will move freely into Jannah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard us. May He have mercy on us on that day. If we are to picture it, we will not even be able to sleep in peace. Unless we have made peace with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of Jahannam in Surah Qaf. And Allah says, on that day, we shall speak to Jahannam. After having thrown into Jahannam a large number of people, we will ask Jahannam, Halim ta'la'ti... Are you full? And Jahannam will say, No, are there more to come? Are there more to come? And Allah immediately after that says, Not at a big distance shall be Jannah for those who were conscious of me during their life. So this life is a test. Let us become conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that we, we can earn Jannah. Then in the next surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in surah al-Dhariyat takes a qasam by the wind. What type of wind? Several types of wind. And the first type of wind he makes mention of known as al-Dhariyat. The dispersing winds. That wind that, that causes the dust to be unsettled. And that wind that disperses the clouds Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes so many qasams. And then he says, after taking the qasam, I swear by the wind, I swear by 
the angels, I swear by various other creatures of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And remember, taking a qasam by the creatures is only allowed by the creator. We are only allowed to take qasams of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are not allowed to take qasam of any creature. But Allah the creator, because of whatever reasons he knows, he has taken so many qasams in the Quran to show us that these things that we regard as so huge, so big, they are in fact the armies of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He can destroy us with dust, he can destroy us with the angels, he can destroy us with the rain, he can destroy us with the mountains crumbling and so on. So he takes so many qasams. Then he says, إِنَّمَا تُوْعَدُونَ لَصَادِقًا وَإِنَّ الدِّينَ لَوَاقِعًا Definitely what you have been promised by the messengers is definitely the truth. And... The day of Qiyamah is indeed going to come and it's going to happen. And later on in Surah Al-Dhariyat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of why He created us. And He says, I have created mankind and jinn kind for one purpose, in order to worship me, in order to obey my instructions. وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ I have only created mankind and jinnkind for my worship. And this does not mean we need to stand in 24-hour salah or we need to fast on a daily basis. No, what is meant is every single time we must find ourselves within the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every day we should ask ourselves the question, have we fulfilled our duty to our Creator today? If we have, we are worshipping Him. Whether we are at work, whether we are at home, how is our treatment of the others? And so on. So these questions we need to ask ourselves and answer them. The answer will help us knowing whether we are worshippers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who live our 24-hour lives according to His way and His command. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for us. And Allah speaks of something very important in Surah Al-Dhariyat. He speaks of the fact that He has created absolutely everything in pairs. In fact, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Everything we have created in pairs, not only male and female, but even positive and negative. If you take a look at electricity itself, there is positive and negative. If you take a look at even the atmosphere, you have electrons and neutrons and so on. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made mention of every factor. If you look at Jannah, there is Jahannam on the other side. If you take a look at heat, there is cold on the other side. Allah has created everything in pairs. May He grant us the understanding. In fact, even the pollination through the trees, it's amazing how there is pollination, and if you do not have the male and the female, there will be no fruit. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us understanding. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made mention of this in the surah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is reminding us. Because He says in the same surah, keep reminding man. For indeed, for true believers, the reminder will be beneficial. وَذَكِّرْ فَإِنَّ الذِّكْرَى تَنْفَعُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ Remind. For definitely the reminding will help those who truly believe. And that's why every day we hear verses, possibly one of the days inshallah, Allah will grant us some form of movement of the heart in the right direction. Ameen. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah At-Tur, 
speaks of the same, the day of Qiyamah. And Surah At-Tur is named after the mount that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala met Musa alayhi salatu wasalam or spoke to him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke to Musa alayhi salatu wasalam right at the foot of the mount Tur. And that Tur Allah is taking a qasam with the mount saying thereafter that definitely the hour is going to come. The final day is going to come. And Allah describes that final day. And He says on that day, the skies, the skies shall crumble. Imagine when you look at the sky and you see a blue sky, suddenly as though there are pieces of a jigsaw puzzle coming totally broken, meaning being totally broken, and we see cracks in the sky. And then pieces of the sky begin to drop and fall. And Allah says, even the mountains shall be crumbled on that day. Which means the last day in this dunya will be day of chaos. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. It is not impossible. We are seeing snippets of it today. When we see disasters, earthquakes, tsunamis, what you have, all these different disasters, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is showing us. But on that day, everything will happen at once. And then it will be too late. So Allah is describing this for everyone, for the kuffar of Quraysh and for all of us, so that we can have yaqeen and we can know that definitely Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to resurrect all of us. Then Allah has named the next surah after the star. The star that He uses in order to pelt the shayateen, as well as the star that falls. We are meant to be making a dua. La hawla wa la quwwata illa billahi al-ali al-azim. Whenever we see a star that falls. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, but my messenger does not fall. The stars fall. My messenger does not fall. The same word is used, hawa. Hawa means coming down from the top to come down. And hawa also means one's desires and fancies. And Allah says, وَمَا يَنطِقُ عَنِ الْهَوَىٰ إِنْ هُوَ إِلَّا The messenger does not utter anything from his own desire. Everything he has uttered is revelation from the skies. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us understanding. So this is giving importance even to the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that every word that was uttered from the most blessed lips ever to exist, every word is and was revelation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is sacred. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us respect of the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of his power in surah al-Najm, and he speaks of what he has created, and he asks everyone at the end of surah al-Najm to fall prostrate. And we all have, alhamdulillah, fallen prostrate as we heard the, the command. Fall prostrate for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May He accept it from us. The next surah is named after Al-Qamar, which means the moon. And we all know at the time of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, He pointed at the moon or to the moon, and the moon was split in two pieces as a miracle. And still, those who had asked for that miracle, when they saw it, they said, no, this is just magic. It is deception. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is warning everyone, saying, you asked for a sign, we sent you the precise sign you asked for, now you are saying it's magic, and you are disbelieving? Allah says, wait, listen to what we did to those before you. And then he repeats all the stories of the Anbiya alayhimu salatu wasalam. But 
in between the stories he makes mention of another miracle which we have today. Because today some of us might look at the moon and we may not see that crack. So people might say, well when was it cracked? So Allah makes mention of another miracle which we have in our hands. So many times in the same surah, in surah Al-Qamar, Allah says, وَلَقَدْ يَسَّرْنَا الْقُرْآنَ لِلذِّكْرِ فَهَلْ مِن this is a miracle. It is the Quran. It has been made so easy to memorize. Is there anyone going to try and memorize it and learn it? Let's answer yes, inshallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us all from amongst those who've memorized even a small portion of the Quran. I'm sure every single one of us have memorized Surah Al-Fatiha. Let's make an intention that every time we will try and memorize one more surah, inshallah. Because here Allah is asking the question so many times. By answering the question, automatically we become worshippers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah is saying, فَهَلْ مِن مُدَّكِرٍ Is there anyone going to try and memorize this book which we have made easy to memorize? And we need to say, yes, ya Allah, I will try. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept it from all of us. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has named another surah. One of the most powerful surahs in the Quran, which it is reported that Himself he shall read on a certain day in the Akhirah. It is reported that the Creator Himself shall recite the Surah, Surah Ar-Rahman, named after the Most Merciful. There is an entire Surah in the Quran where Allah speaks of His mercy. He calls it Surah Ar-Rahman, the Surah of the Most Merciful, the Most Forgiving. May Allah forgive us. In that Surah, Every one of us knows the highlights. Are we grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for what He has given us? If we are grateful, we will be found in His obedience and never in His transgression. That is the message of the surah. O man, O jinn. So many favors I have granted you, which one of them are you denying? But sometimes our deeds deny the favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We sin wholesale on a daily basis. We have no intention of repenting to Allah. So our deeds are responding to Allah saying we are denying every single gift you've given us. May Allah not do that to us. So Surah Ar-Rahman, as beautiful as it is, as melodious as it may sound to the ear and the heart and the mind and the spirit and the soul, we need to ask ourselves, what is the underlying message? Am I grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for whatever He has given me? If I am, alhamdulillah, I am heading in the right direction. And if I am not, I am so hypocritical to listen to Surah Ar-Rahman, to get so much joy out of it. But when Allah says, which of the favors of the so many favors that I have granted you, which of the millions of the favors do you deny, O mankind and jinkind? Obviously, if we were to answer by tongue, each one of us would say, we don't deny anything, Ya Allah. But do our deeds confirm what our tongues have to say? And this is why in another surah, Allah says, لِمَ تَقُولُونَ مَا لَا تَفْعَلُونَ Why do you say that which you do not act upon? Why? You are uttering something and your deeds are heading in another direction. 
May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala free us from hypocrisy. So that is Surah Al-Rahman. Then we have a powerful surah, Surah Al-Waqi'ah. The surah that is named after the event, the greatest event that shall ever take place in this world, is the last day. Once again, Allah describes that last day in Surah Al-Waqi'ah. And in it, Allah describes the people who are fortunate, Ashabul Yameen, those of the right side. And Allah also describes in the same surah, the people of the left side. And Allah mentions that they are the ones who are cursed. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of His creation. The fact that He has sent down water. The fact that the, the fire is from Him. The trees that burn when one lights them or sets them alight all from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he displays and he shows us his power and the last surah we read today also a very powerful surah named after iron al-hadid iron very strong very powerful Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warns every single one of us and he says after having given us message, messages through the 27 Chapters or ajza of the Quran, so many messages we've heard. Then Allah says in the 27th juz, after Surah Al-Rahman, in Surah Al-Hadid, He says, "Alam yani lil-ladina amanu an taqshaa qulubuhum lidikrillahi wa ma nazzala min al-haqq." Has the time not come for the believers to soften their hearts for the sake of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala? Has the time not come for the believers to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, soften their hearts to the revelation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? May Allah make our hearts soft. And Allah says, don't be like the people of the book before you, whose hearts became hard because of the lengthy periods that we kept them alive. May Allah have mercy on us. So, this verse is not near the end coincidentally. It is there for a purpose. The messages of, of the Qur'an have all passed. The vast majority of the Qur'an has passed. Then in the 27th para, Allah says, Is it not time for your heart to move? May Allah move our hearts in the right direction, inshaAllah. And Allah says immediately after that, سَابِقُوا إِلَى مَغْفِرَةٍ مِّن رَبِّكُمْ Once your hearts are moved, Make haste. Make haste towards forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, that is what will move your heart. And make haste and race towards Jannah. Compete with one another in investing for the Akhirah. So many of us, mashallah, we invest in the dunya. And we may not know, we might not reap anything, we might die before the returns of that investment. But in the Akhirah, whatever we've spent, inshallah, will never be wasted. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of iron in the surah and he ends by saying Allah says we have sent our messengers with clear proofs and we have sent them with the book, with the revelation, and with justice. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for us to be just. And Allah says, we have also sent down iron, which has lots of power in it for war. The armor that is made up to this day, the machinery, the warplanes, the tanks, and everything that is made, is made from iron. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, that we have definitely sent to you this iron so that you can use it. And it is very powerful. 
And at the same time, it has lots of other benefit for man. May Allah grant us the ability to understand His greatness. Inshallah, we will continue tomorrow. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad. Subhanallah, bihamdihi, subhanakallahumma, bihamdika, nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayka.